Craze. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we usually watch two similar bad movies and talk about which one is better. But this week, after the disaster that was Noah versus Exodus Gods and Kings, I Quite decided an epic slog. I decided we needed a little bit of a break. So this week is actually uh, it's two. It's just two movies, two similar movies, not necessarily two similar bad movies. And I had these on my list to kind of pull out on a rainy day for exactly this reason when I knew that we'd need a little bit of a palate cleanser. And so we could watch two movies that were not going to be just bottom of the barrel dregs, at least. This is also a little bit different because normally most of the movies that we've done on here, I actually have not seen. Um, of the, I did a little count of the 71 movies that we have reviewed Ooh, so far. Movies. Yeah. Of the 71 movies that we've reviewed so far, I had only seen 15 of them wow. beforehand. And I think I'd probably seen... Maybe twice that many. Yes, I did. I I didn't know exactly for you, but it was about twice that many. Right. Um. So, and I'm counting these two in the 71. So before this, it was wow. we'd done 69 movies, and I'd only seen 13 of them. So most of the time, I'm going in fresh, and I don't I don't really know what. This to is expect. one of the rare ones where I I have seen one. I'd seen the fog before, but I had never seen the mist. Right. So. The movies that, I mean, I'm sure you guys all saw the title of the episode, so you know already, but the movies that we're reviewing are The Fog from 1980 versus The Mist from 2007. And uh, yeah, I thought that Eric had seen both of them. Uh, turns out I had spoiled the ending of The Mist yeah. for him many years ago. Not even I didn't even remember that. I just thought that he'd seen it. So I think I was talking to you about the ending again recently. Yeah. And um, then we're going into the movie and I was like, oh, I wonder how this movie holds up knowing the end. And and that's when you were like, well, I haven't even seen it, but you yeah. ruined it for me 12 <laughs> years ago. I was like, shit, <laughs> sorry about that. So we can talk about that a little bit when we get right. there. But I am interested to hear about what it's like seeing the movie and knowing how the end is and how that affects. And uh, I haven't yet decided if we are going to give spoilers on that one. So I think we, we should. Watched... There's no root way to talk about the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we watched mentioning... we watched The Fog first, so we'll at least go through The Fog without giving any missed spoilers. But if you have not seen The Mist and you want to... There's sort of, I don't want to say a twist ending, but a dramatic ending. Dramatic ending, yeah. And yeah. it's really just the ending. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, a, it's a dramatic ending. I mean, ending. We'll, we'll talk about the whole movie, so if you really care about that stuff, watch the movies first. Right, right. Uh, the Fog doesn't really have anything like that. But anyway, so this was this was a rare this was a rare episode where I have seen both of these. I knew basically exactly what I was getting into. There, I think there have only been a couple episodes before this that I'd seen both of them, and you actually had only seen The Fog. Yeah. So I at least knew the last the I've last two it, movies. What, what? I'd seen The Fog once a long time ago. I I yeah. watched it with you once a long time ago. Right. I think. Um, so the last two movies we watched were very painful, and I didn't want to watch two more painful movies. I wanted to watch things that were going to be easier to watch. So um, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes scores on these? Of The Fog? Okay, I'm going to say these are weird ones that actually were around before Rotten Tomatoes. They're always a little skewed, it seems like, because people have to go back and do it, so it means that they either felt strong, or if someone had to collect reviews that were in at the time, I don't know how they do it. But I think it's a combination. For fog, I'm gonna guess like kinda low, like twenty five. Okay. I have no idea what and what about the mist? Oh okay. what about the and mist? And I'm gonna say the mist was like sixty. All right, so I'm guessing that's your that's a preview for your the fog scores. Um, the fog was seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. And the mist was seventy two percent. So, so, so that was good. right. So the the theme for this episode is, is a little bit more scattered than usual. You know, usually I try to get movies that are going to be similar. This one, it's just the titles were similar, and uh, I mean the, in general, I mean there's only the vaguest kind of overlap in the in the actual right. content of the movie. Yeah, it's just you know the fog versus semi horror movies and, yeah. about themed generally around. Right. Fog and when I saw that the Rotten Tomato scores were similar, that's what uh, clinched it for right. me. So, yeah, I'm guessing that your scores will be fairly low for the fog. Not necessarily. Given. I mean, it's just that um, they don't tend to be very kind to those old type of goofy, not goofy, but like lower budget type of, I mean, it's well, a John you know, Carpenter one, movie, you know what I mean? And generally yeah, they're pretty harsh on those. The fact that it's a John Carpenter movie, you know, with that 75%, 
they actually had 50 reviews. Wow. So they pulled in an old Roger Ebert one. That was a funny one to read because it was... Uh, it, it was funny because that was written at the time the movie came out. So it was a 1980 review. And in it, he talked about this filmmaker showing promise, which I thought was funny, you know, because that right. was the beginning of John Carpenter's career. The Fog was the next Pre movie. Pre-Halloween? No, it no, it was, it was the movie directly after so Halloween. the next like, horror movie. For him. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he was a, he was 31 years old. He was young. Wow. He was fresh. So it was kind of funny to go back and read that old review. But so it does look like they. It, it's a combination when you look on Rotten Tomatoes of reviews from the time and then reviews for people going back and watching it. And The Mist had lots of reviews. It had 140. So that was pretty solidly in the beginning of the Rotten Tomatoes era. Right. So we watched The Mist first. We did not go by Rotten Tomatoes scores. For this one, we went by the one I didn't remember as much. I was a little bit more interested in watching The Fog because it had been longer since I'd seen it. We probably watched The Fog in like 2005. Yeah, you know what's interesting though is when I had, when of the two movies, I'd prefer to watch the one I'm more interested in after. I prefer to, to watch the first, whichever one I think is going to be less enjoyable for whatever reason. In this case, I didn't really have any preconceived notion about which one would be better or worse yeah. because I hadn't seen the other one. So I didn't really care. But in general, it's just funny that you said that because I prefer, if I if I think one's going to be like, uh, or I really want to see this one, I want to get, like, get through the one that I haven't. You know, I, I agree with that in theory, but I find that when I feel like one of them is going to be a chore, I tend to put it off. And I'm like, oh, let's just watch the one we actually want to watch. But yeah. you're right. I mean, I, I would rather watch the worst one first, but I feel like recently I've been gravitating toward whichever one seems like it's going to be less painful or is more interesting to me in some way. So it'd been a very long time since we'd seen The Fog. I guess the two of us must have, must have watched it, it, you know, 14 years ago or something, just because we're John Carpenter fans. Right. So, uh, so the gist of The Fog, it is a ghost story. And um, it is a horror movie. And uh, it's just about this town that a fog comes in and it brings it, it brings ghosts with right, it. Right, basically yeah. ghosts of an old pirate ship that had yeah. the gold stolen from them. So there's not a hell of a lot of story in this one except for this ghost story. Right. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to spend a lot of time on the yeah, summary. Yeah, there's not really too... It's pretty straightforward plot. Yeah, there's not much to really talk about with the plot. Yeah, so the purpose of this podcast is to rate each movie in four different categories. And... Uh, Total up the points and see which one gets more points. So our categories. Yep, Eric's putting on his visor. He's he's doing maths. I'm yeah. doing arithmetic. The receipts are are flowing all <laughs> over the place. Uh, so the four categories are acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. We can give up to five points in each category for each movie, and we'll see how much they get at the end. So starting with acting, what did you have to say for acting in the fog? Mm, I, this was an interesting one for me because I feel like everyone did a good job. But I also, it kind of had like a little goofiness, but I don't think it was acting. Ha casting, I don't want to say it was random, but because why, like who else would it be? There was not, but then there wasn't a whole lot of interaction between too many of the characters either. Like there was almost like fractured little groups of like Jamie Lee Curtis and the guy that picked her up, the priest and, and then the Adrian Barbeau and the thing. It was Never very, really interacted too much. It was very fragmented. And, right. And, uh, so I said three because I thought it was fine. They did good jobs and people were good in their roles. I was I was waffling between two and a half and three. I, Mostly due to just a, just a random kind of casting. And I said no three as well. Yeah. I would I, I said three as well. I would I not agree it. with the random casting. And I think part of the reason not I don't random agree in terms of is because they're John Carpenter That's regulars. what I mean. Like I, I was trying to find a better word because it's not random in that sense. Like they're the people they always use. But I'm in the sense of the movie like it just i don't know i think it's just weird to see someone like jamie lee curtis be a kind of small role and you know what i mean and so it just made it feel a little haphazard i feel like the theme of our scores and our analysis analysis of the fog is going to be yeah i'm not really sure why it didn't work better than it did you know? I don't, I don't think that because of... I think I know exactly what to say about these other categories. Okay. So anyway, let me let me it's say just, I, what, I, think I, say I, what like... I thought about acting. Okay. Then. So I think it was well cast, actually. Um, For each individual role, I agree. Yeah. Like, and that's what I kind of couldn't articulate the what I was saying. fragmentation is a structure. And I think, thing. right, I think that's what I was kind of getting at. And is Adrian feels... Barbeau is 
maybe not ever in the same room as another the one of her frame. characters. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she ever is physically so she is sees a, anyone She is else. a DJ. She owns a radio station. It's in like a lighthouse. Yeah, it's in a lighthouse that's that's off, that's uh, that's very separated from the rest of the town. And I literally can't remember her ever talking in person. No, I think to it's all on else. the phone or radio. Yeah, she talks to her son at one yeah, that's point. That's true. It, it does show her and briefly. And I think that lady that's like her care grandmother caretaker or whatever that lady they call her miss something but okay I yeah the son's i think she babysitter. talks to them to them physically yeah but that's it really but that's it the rest of the time she is siloed off inside of the lighthouse doing right. doing the radio I put show three because they all did and a good job they yeah. were each person was good in their role yeah it just i think it was just a total it wasn't even a total lack of chemistry it was just like a total lack of interaction yes so it makes you feel like you don't get to see any chemistry it really but it's just nothing like it's not bad chemistry the actors didn't really have a lot of chance to do much especially since they weren't interacting Until eric's right the end Lee, when they, like yeah. a few of them get together in a church but that's pretty like just the final climactic scene right so jamie lee curtis this is only her second movie after halloween Interesting. she is very young and right. she is i mean she is kind of a main role she's almost as much of a main role as Ad- adrian barbeau is the clear main character right and then everyone else that has a speaking role is almost equally There's not very many characters there's not very many people in this movie you know what we say that every single time i think we just need to get used to the fact that movies don't actually have that but many i mean compared to a movie like the next one that we're going to interview or an interview that we're going to review the mist you know this movie had like six speaking roles it seems like there's 10 people that live in this town like sometimes they just it's just a lack of extras and yeah. certain shots the and mist just, had a lot of faces it feel, the mist didn't I mean. have a lot of speaking roles no yeah. but i mean i think that these the fog didn't lower have budget many movies and they do it, yeah. they just don't show that many people makes it feel kind of like there's not that many people living in and this the fog town. was a low budget movie right so Naturally. it was a low budget movie and uh, john carpenter he was near the beginning of his career so but you still see him reusing so the guy that played so jamie lee curtis plays a hitchhiker who gets picked up by this like 45 year old guy who's just driving down the street totally cock blocked by the fog by the way no i mean he sleeps with her he doesn't get yeah they sleep together so temporarily (laughs) cock blocked by the fog right right she was she was dtf she wasn't gonna let no fog stop her um so she's picking the glass out of her hair like so those two yeah yeah (laughs) so those two are pretty much together for the whole movie adrian barbeau is alone the whole movie um, and then you've got Janet only... Lee and her assistant okay. who are basically together for the whole movie. And right. then you're right. Everyone and comes together And the priest the and end. one or two other people are kind of together. The priest then... is mostly, the priest talks to everybody individually, I right. would say. And, and then... then at the end he meets up with a few of them. Right. But I think the reason, I think the only thing that I didn't like, and this isn't an acting or even casting thing, it's got to go back to structure, it just kind of made it feel like it was an acting, because was the way that, it wasn't even bad chemistry, but the relationship that they have between Jamie Lee Curtis and the guy is like way too serious for like how they met and what's been how much time has passed. Like they're acting like like the the, the dynamics are of like a couple. At at a certain it's point, like so she literally I, I completely agree. She literally is a hitchhiker that gets picked up Sleeps uh, with this guy. Then finds out his name. And then, yeah. <laughs> then find, it's like, what's your yeah, name, by the way? <laughs> right, right. And then as shit starts to go down, she just tags along and is a part of the rest of the movie. And there was a certain point in the movie that I literally wrote down, who the fuck even is Jamie Lee Curtis? Right. Like, yeah, she literally just hitchhiked into the is town this a character is this character going to somehow there. be wrapped in up with this she wasn't spoilers no, no she, it just really had yeah she just literally there's kind of it's fine it's just it makes it feel a little bit awkward for yeah you think maybe this is yeah it's funny because looking through my notes i went through like a a transition to where about halfway through the movie i wrote that down who the fuck even is this right. and, and then by the end matter. of the movie i said I, I, I made a note. I actually kind of liked that that character was just random. Right, because that's how Cause things would happen in real life. Like, but it was it was maybe a little bit unnatural yeah. the way she was so like injected into their town and group and whatever. She also, and this is a little bit me chafing at, uh, at you know, a 40-year-old movie at this point, yeah. but it did, it, it did irk me that you had this 20-year-old woman just like 
instantly DTF with this yeah, ugly forty-five-year-old, some like yeah, hippie yeah. free spirit type. Yeah, that yeah. Happens. So, so to me, it was a little like weird chemistry. Like it seems like she's trying to like has an angle, and that yeah. doesn't really nothing. Exactly. Become, so I was expecting her to, to like either rob him, to or have some, try yeah. to do something. Right, to, right. And it's like no, she just wanted to fuck this ugly dude. Okay, <laughs> fine. And I felt like maybe uh, standards for ugliness were different in the eighties. Dude, that's 20. the thing. I mean, well, it was filmed in the seventies, and it looks very seventies. And men just weren't attractive in the seventies. There was just no expectation in the 70s that there were attractive men out there um so i guess it was just like i think if this movie was made now and they kept that character exactly the same but had an updated look it would be josh brolin right i was thinking that because i was like this older but like attractive yeah yeah, i was like this would make sense to me if a 20 year old jamie lee curtis type got into jeff brolin jeff brolin josh Josh sorry josh brolin's car Looked over, saw a handsome, rugged, 45-year-old man, and then was like, yes. But instead, she looks over and sees Tom Atkins. Who, <laughs> uh, he's like, a lot of people probably know who he is. He's kind of like horror movie character actor mainstay. Right. He, his face is so pockmarked. It looks like it's a mask of somebody else's face <laughs> put over his. Like, uh, almost or somebody. Yeah, yeah he kind of is. Uh, yeah, Edward James almost sort of. I mean, he's he's charismatic, fine. He's a good actor. But I will say the last thing I want to say about acting. Tony's just superficial. I am. Yeah. I, Lucky I'm good looking, I guess. <laughs> um, the one last thing I will say about acting, Janet Lee is so old school Hollywood dramatic. Yeah, and a little I do bit over not the top. like that yeah, style. Yeah, it was over the top. And it felt weird because it didn't fit with anything else. I thought it Adrian Barbeau no did reason. a really good job. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like, let's put this archetypal diva character in here yeah. for, for no real reason. I do like that her assistant, instead of being like this Devil Wears Prada thing where she's all like frightened and terrified, she's just like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and like totally just like doesn't give a shit and like yeah. making fun of her and everything. They made it So they work. made it kind of work. They it made wasn't, it work, yeah. Because it's like a small town. Like there's no, like this woman didn't even really need an assistant no. you know like right yeah she was supposed to be like a realtor or something right. like in the county commissioner right. or something like, but i mean you so you've got this old school 50s just drama literal dra- drama queen uh doing her oh oh i do declare sort of like thing so that was a little off-putting but that's exactly what john carpenter wanted yeah and i did listen to the commentary on this after we watched it oh. and i can't tell you how many times he talked about how amazing janet he Lee loved was. that like, he loved her. He well, he loved her too because during the scene that she had to cry, yeah. he said for technical reasons they had to do fourteen takes, and every time in a row she always had it. He loved her for it. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm sure dealing with the level of professionalism from her because this was Adrian Barbeau's first movie. Right. She had been in TV shows, but you it was got her no first Adrian Barboobage in this whole movie. Oh, that's I mean, that's a that's a she visual thing. Buttoned we'll up to, tighter than <laughs> I don't even know a duck's butt. <laughs> Adrian Barbubich. <laughs> so I think her hair was much better than it usually is. Yeah, yeah. As as she got into, into the eighties, it got, like it got a worse. Steven Seagal style. Okay, so we can go ahead and move on. I can tell you want to talk about talk about visuals. Oh um, yeah, I did. Uh, okay, no, that's sure. fine. I said I said what I wanted to say. So so give your visual score. I actually said one point five because there was literally nothing to look at in this movie. Like the you have a couple kind of cool looking pirate ghost shadowy figures. They come fairly late into the movie. And nothing else is happening, like visually speaking, anyway. I was. It's definitely more of like a mood kind of ambiance type movie. And obviously, the fog is cheesy special effects, which they don't even show that much. They show a couple yeah. examples of like the fog bank rolling in and kind of glow, and then like fog, like smoke machine type fog rolling up to a door with some flashlights shining through it. There is not much going on visually in this movie, and it's fairly like physically dark. And things like that. Yeah, and no you know, boobage. I was yeah, <laughs> that, that's half a point right there. Um, <laughs> you get Adrian Barbeau, and you don't even get any cleavage. Can't oh even my a top god! Button undone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a sweater the whole goddamn right. time. Uh, I, yeah, I was interested to see what you were gonna give this one because I wasn't sure what to. I I mean, I struggle with all of my scores. I go back right. and forth a lot, but this was one of those that I was just like, Jesus, I don't even know what to say about it. Ultimately, I actually said two and a half because okay. I just went straight neutral. Right. And I remember thinking during... But it needed more. It, it did. did need it more. Did it wasn't. More. There was no bad visuals, so I will yeah. give it that. So maybe you could say two. Yeah. But it definitely needed more. You know, I think I actually will go down to two. I was... I, I even, even like went the into deaths this, were kind of... 
Yeah. Non-dramatic, you know, I, like nothing. For I went a into movie, this score. Like... I, I went into this recording more prepared to negotiate my scores than usual. Yeah, because, because it, like this one, it really depends on what you're going to yeah. value and grade it on. Because there was, like I said, there's no bad visuals. Mm-hmm. It just needed more, and it wasn't creepy enough to to be one of those pure like mood kind of thrillers. Yeah, and it didn't have anything else for like a horror movie. You have yeah. like a, some guy gets stabbed, you know, by a, a shadowy pirate-ish figure. That's really it. Yeah, yeah. The the scares really don't work in it. Uh, well, the the nice thing I will say about the visuals, and it's funny because I don't normally, and I took notes on this too, so here's the problem with me listening to director's commentaries. It does retroactively change my opinion. If and I can tell why they did something so specifically. I can tell when it's happening, and that's the that's other reason. That's not a bad thing, though. But yeah. I mean, like, the whole idea generally that right. we're doing this is as a viewer, not like yes. if you made the movie yeah. and you realize you went through all this to make this look exactly the way and it turned out just the way they wanted it. Then right. you'd be like, okay, and you explain why they did it. But Yeah, but you know. so, so the problem was I could tell when I was listening to the commentary that it was changing my opinion of the movie so that's why i was like you know i'm willing to negotiate my scores on this one because i think i'm giving it a little bit more credit that might have been a little harsh no it's fine i mean i I, here's the thing because like i said nothing looked bad here's the nice thing i will say about it as when they there's a lot of landscape shots and normally i don't care about that it's like in maine somewhere uh it was california oh oh, that's right it was but during the movie i was like this is a really cool landscape i was like this is really beautiful and there was a one of the more memorable shots to me it shows adrian barbeau walking down to the lighthouse and it's this really long probably literally like a quarter mile or half a mile of steps going from wherever she had to park her car down to the lighthouse and it's really dramatic looking it's really cool looking and i remember it's just like a shot like they don't really do anything with it but it's funny because during the commentary another thing that john carpenter couldn't stop talking about he was like this landscape is so beautiful he's like i fell in love with this place so much i bought a house there yeah so it really so you're like wow i can see that so it really doesn't just isn't a big part of the movie it doesn't make yeah and i will say that they had one really short scene of of the actual pirate vessel which looked pretty cool Mm -hmm. but it was so brief there was just not far between it, yeah. yeah so i could i could see two one and yeah. a half may be harsh i think two and a half you may be a little what? high but like we're, we're, we're i between. don't think we should feel bad about giving it low scores because as it turns out i think john carpenter would give it kind of low scores yeah. too he actually said and this goes into structure so do you have anything else to say about nope. visuals going into structure i want to start off by saying i really i i struggled a lot with the structure on this Me one too. because and i even wrote down during the movie i said this is just not working it's not right. coming together yeah, exactly. was the term i used i was like this is just not coming together and um very interesting because in the commentary basically he said the same thing it didn't this, come out the way he wanted this movie they shot it like a year before and they had to revisit it and do a bunch of reshoots oh shit because so like going back and trying to like because get he in the said same spot. he was like it was just not working it wasn't doing he was like as we're going through and seeing the movie that we got it, right. it just wasn't working so honestly most of the action was yeah. added later which made me like, wonder what the, what the fuck the was movie? even in it right. if they didn't have the action because not much happens no. in this and that movie. was what I was going to say eventually yeah. too is that that's my biggest complaint honestly with yeah. the movie. So, so what do you say for structure? So I actually said two and a half at first. I just now bumped it down to two. I so said I'm going to say two. I said two also because pacing is a huge issue. There's also they don't do a good job. It's all um just with literally like the way the story is kind of formatted. Mm-hmm. And uh they don't do a lot a good job ex- um Building the suspense too and well, and quite frankly, the story's lame. It's the ghost lame. story yeah. itself it's a very, it's like is a literal really lame. Boy Scouts campfire ghost. Story. It is, and it starts off with a and Boy Scout campfire. Right? Yeah, they yeah. literally start off. With, I forgot about that. Yeah, and they don't do anything to add anything to that. Yeah. like it's almost like this actual ghost story that the guy's telling just turns out to be true. Yeah, not like a some version of it, like yeah. you know, Jeepers Creepers or something, right. where they make a weird kind of twist on it, or not even a twist, but just something to make it not like open to book of scary stories point on the page and pick that ghost story. Yeah. Like it was that kind of like straightforward, lame ghost story. So here's the story. When this town was founded a hundred years before, uh, I guess there was a rich guy who had leprosy and he wanted to make a leper colony near the town. And so the pastor of the town and some other townsfolk 
killed the rich guy with leprosy and right. took his money and founded the town with it. So and now they made like a giant golden cross and put it in. Yeah. It was hidden in the church. So now a hundred years later, the ghost of the rich leper and I and some other ghosts, which I don't even and, know who the other ghosts yeah, were. Yeah, like his crew. I don't his know why crew, they were yeah, pirates. Yeah, I guess he was then. a pirate. I think they yeah. were sailor. It was supposed to be a sailor. Yeah, so not maybe, a pirate. He was a sailor. Yeah. But. So so that guy and his dead crew came back and they want to claim six lives, one for each of the people who were part of the original murder. Right. That's that it. That is it. And honestly, another thing about that is. That means there's not that many deaths, and but a yeah. couple of them happen pretty quickly. In the, the upper beginning. limit is six, right? And that's, three and of them happen at the once. Movie. It yeah. neutered the movie because they're like six must die, and at the time you figure out six must die, like four or five people are already dead. Yeah. So you know only one more person is going to die max, and it right. sort of like neuters any suspense. Yeah, it does. It does. So it's a it's a very lame story. Right. And now there was no other it, big structural issues other than pacing, just the way they put it together to try and make because you could make a movie with just that being the bones and still have a bunch of other stuff happening yeah it, but they just didn't do it the, the way that they could have to do anything with it it was shocking to me to hear him say they had to add those scenes because i'm like what there did you have even no, have that was, in the I was movie say, for this in entertainment is like there's already nothing happening in this movie yeah like I, there's nothing happening you know, one one nice thing I will say for structure, I liked the characters. The characters I were did, all yeah. likable and relatable. Um, even the overly dramatic woman, I mean, she was of an age in the movie that you could see a person just being like that because if right. she's like a 65, 70-year-old woman, well, she wasn't 70. She was probably It just didn't make 60, sense in context yeah. of like this small town and yeah. you're like, what? And this sort of like diva like lady. Yeah, this sort lady. of diva lady, you know, walking around in her heels. So, I mean, the characters were likable. That's a big thing for me, you know. Motivations and stuff yeah. all made sense. Like, no one, right. the characters didn't do anything weird or crazy. Yeah. You had no, like, other than a weird pan zoom that happened at yeah. some early in the movie. The very like, first, in the very first scene during that camp, yeah, during like, the campfire story. And I don't know if that was a DVD glitch or something, because I have this on DVD, but it is a really weird. So, other than that, there were no, like, technical movie making issues with structure it was all with just a nothing story and yeah and yeah. even the action scenes that they supposedly added were not, pretty lame nothing happened they're pretty lame yeah. yeah um they're straightforward ghost comes yeah. in kills someone leaves right. you know, so what ghost is that so okay so that's pretty much structure what do you say in entertainment um i gave it middle of the road i said two and a half. Ooh, i said one and a half so it was just boring honestly it so, was worse than i remembered um i actually remembered not caring about it so i went in with the with the right expectation i remember that too i remembered being like not really having strong feelings about it. and But this time I was just like, ugh, nothing's happening. I didn't find it painful. It wasn't so... painful. It just was boring. Yeah, yeah. Which it hurts me okay. to say because I really I'm like gonna, John Carpenter. All right, I'm going to... I think I am just being nice because it's John Carpenter. Yeah, I know. And, and that's, I was at and, first, I had to scross him out because I started being like, what's well, John Carpenter? I like John Carpenter movies. Be like, well, you didn't actually really like that one this month. And this one honestly... Much. That two and a half, I guarantee you, that takes into account the commentary that I listen to. Right. I love commentaries. Right. So, so the fact that I got enjoyed. to listen to another John Carpenter commentary, and it was a good one too. It had a, not just him, but the producer that he worked a lot with, Deborah cool. Hill. So it was cool to get to hear, and I've said this before to you, not many women come in on these DVD commentaries. So it was nice to have a, a woman come in and someone that he had worked so closely with and had worked on so many of his other right. projects. So I, yeah, I think my two and a half, I'm going to bump it down to two because, uh, because it wasn't painful. It wasn't difficult for me to get through. There was no point that I was like, I want to turn this off, but I can't fault you for your one and a half. Yeah. And I mean, one and a half, two, either would be fine. But yeah. I just remember being like, there's nothing happening. Like I didn't yeah. remember that nothing happened in this movie. Honestly, the only reason to watch this movie is if you're a John Carpenter fan. Right. And you so, got to cross it off the list. And it's not painful. Yeah. Like the first time, I'd already seen it once before. And so the first time, you're not going to be like, God damn, this movie sucks. It's just a slow movie. A yeah. very slow movie. It could have been, I mean, I don't know. It just, they didn't have enough there. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, it sounded like Carpenter was proud of the way it turned out. Right. I think he probably was more proud of the fact that they were able to salvage exactly. it. Exactly. That they were like, we turned chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't feel so bad after listening to them talk about it that I was giving it these kind and of I, middling and scores. And I love all his other movies, so I yeah. can relax. I mean, two of my even, favorite movies yeah. are John Carpenter ones. That's exactly. pretty That's pretty high I up there. I even love so. Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. It's amazing. No, that's a good one. I, I remember liking oh, it's Assault fantastic, on, yeah. but it's so like... 
it would not have a Rotten Tomato score of 75 or whatever. Yeah, good point. It would probably have like a 12%. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to I'm gonna look that up right it's now. It's great. A kid so... gets shot through an ice cream cone. How can you not like that movie? <laughs> All right. The what did you guess? One, I guess like 15% or something. Am I looking at the right one? There was the one with Ethan Hunt too. 98%. For the original? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> with 42 reviews. So we're not talking I mean, about no that's reviews. That's awesome because it is awesome. Yeah. But it's just that type of movie. And it's so like And actually I forgot how early I forgot how early this movie was. Yeah. This was even before Halloween. So oh, shit. so it was before this one too. So then. this was so Assault on Precinct 13 is 1976. That has to have been his first movie, right? Fantastic. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Assault on Precinct 13 is I mean, good. I always love yeah. it. So I'm not surprised necessarily that it got that high, but I am sort of surprised because just the kind of cheesy, goofy 80s movie that it is. Yeah. And it's not really about... Like, it doesn't... It's so um, out of nowhere, like, the plot. Like, this group of... This crazed cult group just tries to attack the police station to, like... Yeah. murder a witness or something. I don't remember what they're doing, but um, it's amazing. Okay, no. His first movie was something called Dark Star. Have you ever seen that? No, I've never seen that. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I hadn't So, Dark it. Star, then Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, so it's basically... Then Halloween... And then The Fog. He had a couple TV movies yeah. mixed in there. Like, he had a TV movie, Elvis, whereas that's where he first worked with Kurt Russell. Interesting. But, um, which so actually, Kurt Russell has played, like, Elvis impersonator in 3,000 Miles to Graceland, too, didn't he? Yeah. Interesting. So he's got a, he got a history with Elvis. Right. Okay, so let's run through the scores. I, I said, s- go for it. I said three, two, 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 four, a total of nine. I said three, one and a half, two, one and a half for a total of eight. So that is 17 between the two of us, which that is a disappointing score for, for a John, Carpenter, a John movie. Carpenter movie, but by far not one of the worst movies. No. And it at least wasn't a painful experience. No. I just couldn't in good conscience tell people to go watch it unless you are a john carpenter enthusiast and you just want to see his whole thing right so moving on to the mist from 2007 which i chose just because it's a similar type of natural occurrence as a fog and why not watch two you know two movies i will say that the fog looked a lot better in the mist than in the fog (laughs) (laughs) the fog was better in the mist than in the fog which the mist didn't look very good (laughs) yeah so uh the story of mist it is based on a john carpenter i think short story sorry stephen king yeah (laughs) stephen king short story novella is how they put it in the credits sure sure it means a pamphlet of some kind that he wrote (laughs) found between his couch cushions when he hadn't put a book out in two weeks he's like shit let me publish this that he that that he pulled out of his brain over the weekend interesting because this is also if you were just to write a one sentence version of the story it's not any more really that more complicated than the fog no it's really not it's just more original i guess yeah but it's still basic and it shows that you can do you can use a basic story yeah but it just can't be like a kid's story and actually this is a structure but preview of my structure i could have even used it to be more basic um, right. than it was yeah so they added the, a few elements yeah in so the mist is a, a, a mysterious mist envelops this town and there's shit in the mist that is murdering people violently and they are they are creatures they are huge there's a lot of different kinds of them and the movie is really about a microcosm of society ends up trapped right. in a grocery store and uh the people turning on each other so it, it's really not too concerned with what the monsters are or why they're there. There's a little bit of backstory on that, which I actually could have done completely without. Uh, getting into... Yeah, so that's the summary of it. Uh, getting into... Acting. What do you have to say for that? I don't know. I said... I honestly said three and a half. I said four. Okay, because I was like, I was thinking that I was being a little bit high, but... I think the acting is... Uh, I, I don't think it's overstating it to say it was phenomenal yeah, at times. Good. And... um. There were a couple maybe that probably, like, I'd say the army guys are probably the weaker. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, like, Thomas Jane did a great job. The girl from Walking Dead did really well. And There were a couple characters, I will say, that were a little bit unrealistic, but it wasn't the actors. It was just the characters. I gave it so high. This is very rare to give out a four for us. And I thought long and hard before doing it. And the reason I ultimately went there is because... These were difficult characters to act right. because they and are difficult so, situations. They like, really... are, yeah, they are not realistic characters. I mean, they, they most are of them are. There are a couple. Yeah, they are extreme versions of what you would see happen in society, and right. they're meant to be that way. And 
for these actors to have been able to make these pretty, th- these just extreme characters work right. is quite a feat. So Thomas Jane is great, but he actually right. probably has the easiest job. Right, it's of the anyone. most straightforward. You're yes. like worried about his kid. You know, he's dealing with this crazy stuff. Right. So your main villain, aside from the actual like monsters Creatures. outside, is played by Marsha Gay Harden. Is she like the the Bible lady? Yes, Mrs. Yeah. Carmody or something, something like, like that. that. And um, that the fact that she was able to make that character work is. It's amazing, actually. Yeah. Like I said, that's why I don't think to use the word phenomenal is overstating it. Right. And the, the short, um, Be- like, clerk guy did a really good job. He was job. great. Yeah, he, was he was the was other great. one that I was yeah. like, I really liked that character. Right. When that character, you know, spoilers, that character dies. And I it was a liked, real loss. And this is unrelated yeah. to acting, but I really liked that, like, he was basically a a small town shopping or a grocery store clerk and ended up being one of the most competent people, yeah. you know, and level-headed and everything. And he's just some random short little dude who works at a grocery yeah. store. Who was a shooting enthusiast, had a yeah. background in target shooting, which in a small town is perfectly, right. you know, you come across those people. Everything he did made sense for his character. Yeah. He he really made it work as an actor. The villain lady, that was a that was a ridiculous character. Yeah, so it was Stephen pure King, Stephen King character. Yeah, Stephen King, there's no subtlety in Stephen King, anything that he does. Right. And um I even thought the the neighbor, while not as unrealistic, was still in that situation. I was like, this is not gonna happen like that. Yeah. Like even though those emotions and that background would have been there and would have caused problems. It wouldn't have been like that. So those they two, made it too like yeah, ridiculous. Those two characters were the main reasons why I gave it four because right. both those characters are ridiculous. So Mrs. Carmody is a religious fanatic who ends up, uh, who who ends up creating a, it's like a uh, mini cult. Around yeah, she her. creates a mini cult. Well, if we haven't said this specifically, store. but if you haven't watched it, they he leaves his house. There's a storm. His house gets broken by a tree. He leaves with his neighbor and his son to go to the, the grocery store. By he, he means Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, the main character, yeah. And they get stuck in there when this mist arrives with a bunch of other random people from the town. So they're right. trapped in this for like days, a week right. or two maybe. I don't so know. So Mrs. Carmody, is, uh, she's a religious fanatic who starts to turn, uh, she starts to convert everyone in the store to believe that this like, is Armageddon, basically. yeah, that this is Armageddon, and they have to do things like make sacrifices, right. and so she's an extremely dangerous character, and she's not—I mean, she's so over the top. But I loved the way that that woman played her, and she had a couple interesting things. I don't know if you found this interesting, but she was super religious character. So you think like school marm, sort of uptight. Yeah. But then she would swear, and then she. Dude, that was like the, the most realistic part about it, though. With these yeah. like crazy people, it was yeah. like the way they compartmentalize that. Sh- exactly. That stuff. Like they, she probably had gone like years and would all tell people not to swear and whatever, and would say right. like this, like uh, you know, use some random expletive that's not even real expletive, yeah. like farts or something like that. Well, golly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, you know that golly is just another word for God and that's not okay. This bitch over here. Yeah. And it just seemed so natural. Like, that's the way it really... And the way that the woman and the way that the woman played that, a a lesser actor would not have been able to make that work. And uh, and the neighbor was... uh, He's a... He's someone that I recognize. Oh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those character actors. I can't play a specific role, but he's always like a government agent or something. Yeah, yeah. And for him to take... So this neighbor character had a previous dispute with Thomas Jane. So they're supposed to hate each other. But the neighbor's car gets crushed in the storm by a fallen tree. So he goes into town with Thomas Jane. And they have like a tense sort of you know, grateful yeah, sort like, of like, oh, okay, thanks. maybe, maybe we'll get along from right. here on out. Maybe this is going to get better. And then as soon as Thomas Jane realizes that whatever's in the mist is way more dangerous than right. anyone thought, for some reason, this neighbor character refuses to believe him. And that's okay. Cause it was a ridiculous story, you know, but yeah. the way they did, it was not, they didn't do, they didn't write it well to like how someone, cause like you can see what would be happening. There is a cognitive dissonance thing, but they made him too like logically rebutting. Like, no, nah, this is is just a joke and you guys don't want me to be here because I'm out of town or whatever yeah. but it would they should have done it more to where you could tell his mind was like rejecting it yeah. and trying to come up with like uh, and not really explaining it well but just being like no no that 
that doesn't make any sense. You guys are, are messing with me. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah. You guys are just trying to make me look like an idiot by making a story about monster. Like, look, we've been stuck in Like, why the hell? And they even said, like, the, even the, the short guy that worked at the grocery store is even like, what possible reason could yeah. we have to, like, us four random people get together to try and, like, prank you yeah. in the middle of this crate and, like, this kid's missing. There's blood on the floor and you're trying to say that we, like, made pig's blood. From yeah. where? Like, this makes no sense. Right. And the guy wouldn't even go, like, the t- I thought the tentacle would have disappeared or something because yeah. this tentacle comes under the door and kills one of the people and only four of the guys in there see it so they come out and they're trying to say what happened and he chooses the neighbor as being the first person he tells and the guy rejects it which is that makes sense it's yeah. a ridiculous a tentacles coming yeah. yeah but instead of being like even going back there and looking he's just like the way he does it is too it, yeah it's too just like definitive like nope you guys are this is bullshit yeah. I'm, but he doesn't leave because at the same time, he's staying there. He thinks he's trapped there. But, like, why? Right. If you really don't think that there's anything out there. And someone else, the reason they all close the doors is because some of the un- totally unrelated other member comes running up bloodied. And is like, there's something in the mist or the yeah. fog or whatever the mist. And he's covered in blood. And they're like, and they're like what is he? He's like, I don't know. It's something. Yeah. So, you know. Well, that's what I was trying to remember. And this is all structure stuff. Sorry, we're going to be mixing it in a lot. But I was trying to remember when that neighbor was having the freak out and revealed refusing to believe because he was saying there might be something out there but it's not tentacles i don't know why you draw the line there right but like but but then at the same time he wouldn't leave the fucking store and at that point in the movie everyone was staying in there just because this one guy with a right. bloody nose came in yelling and then four other people said we just saw someone die yeah. by some creature and they just like nah that, that can't be why that guy ran in. Right. I know he ran in for some reason. I'm not going to leave because I'm afraid something's out there. Yeah. But it's not whatever you think And at that saw. point, they were supposed to be in there for hours, yeah, right? maybe even half a day or something. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't be... If you didn't think anything was going on after six hours or something, you wouldn't have walked outside. You wouldn't have either been like, okay, something crazy or just being, yeah. fuck this, I'm out of so here. So the thing wrong with that is is character writing and right. structure stuff. It wasn't the acting And issue. the fact that the actor made that made anything of it and made it at all believable right. was it pretty just, amazing. Honestly, right, because it didn't make you think this guy's doing a bad job. It just made you hate this character for being yeah. like, and because it, it doesn't make sense. Your mind kind of rejects that reaction. Yeah. It's not impossible of a reaction, but your mind is like, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem realistic. Right. To, to reject it in that way. Yeah. Like him not believing it, that's totally realistic, but it would have happened slightly differently. Right. And there's maybe uh, five other important characters. They're all... You're right. The army guys are fairly weak actors, right. but everyone else does a very good job. Right. There's there's a kid, and he's a, on the good end of kid acting. Yeah, he's, he's fine. fine for a kid. He, yeah. They don't uh, lean on him in any way that makes it matter. You know right. what I mean? Like like dramatically. Right. For the movie, he's right. he's mostly he's, kind he's of just MacGuffin. distraught yeah. and crying the whole time. It just really gives the, the you like the dad having something extra to worry about. Yes. So I think that's probably all I have to say for acting. Did you have yep, anything no, else? It. All right. Moving on to visuals. What did you say about? I that? said three. Because I liked a lot of them, but they were hampered by some goofy CG. So I could maybe go three and a half, honestly. I said three and a half. Because overall, it has some... I want to go three and a half. I said I just, three and I, honestly, a half. Honestly, a lot know, of my I scores started, are really high for this, and I was trying not to make it ridiculous. I started with a four, and I went down yeah, to three and a half because too, the CG was bad. Right. CG is... It's, you know, 2000s CG. It's 2007. Yeah. Honestly, it's not even on the good end of 2007 CG. The C, it, it's workable. It's not bad enough to be distracting. Yeah. So, you know, we did a lot of talking about that one scene at the beginning where nobody believes what's going on. Right. It doesn't take too much past that scene for shit to really hit the fan. Right. And then there's a lot of different monsters And that the show only ones up. that really looked really bad were like the pterodactyl things. Yeah. The bugs looked okay. The tentacles the tentacle looked okay. Looked bad. I mean, it I looked bad, but bad. it looked bad. It looked like cheap yeah. CG, but the, the pterodactyl things looked really bad. You know, mostly though, the thing is, I was shocked at how effective all of it was. Even with Even the CG. Even with the bad CG. Because I was just going to say, the CG was not good, but the way they made the digital effects interact with the physical effects and the actors was, was really good. Yeah. And the action itself and the situations and the level of tension was Great. And however they did the the fog or the mist itself looked really good. It's like this complete blanket of just yeah. like fog everywhere. Yeah. And certain things about um 
just you'd see someone walk off into the fog and different visuals like that all, all work pretty well. Yeah, basically every single action scene really, really worked. Right. Um, and I think I even made a note, this is really working. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. because As I... As opposed ha- to the last one, yeah, this isn't because working. because I made the note in the fog, like, this is just not right. working. And then in the mist, it was like, this is really working. And it was, and I was amazed because I was like, this is working in spite of bad right. CG. And... Um, and even down to before they see the monsters, there um, it must be a big monster goes walking by and causes kind of like an earthquake thing. Right. And you find out later is a big monster at the time. Even just... that scene, the way that they shot, because uh, the the store is shaking and everybody's already kind of closed themselves in the store. The right. store is shaking and it was so stressful because like shit's falling from the but ceiling. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. So people are just kind of hoping that this fluorescent light Doesn't isn't gonna land on them. Land on them and hurt them and you know people are starting to freak out it worked so well so even that visual of watching people figuring out what to do we were getting like stressed and we're like right. go hide under the cart right. I was like, you know put something and put them under the cart or something yeah yeah so every single action scene there's not an action scene in this that doesn't work right um so there's a lot of them fighting different kinds of monsters it even and has shades of aliens seeing people webbed up in the walls and everything with like acid bl- yes. webs, webs yeah and not acid blood but something spits some sort of acid the thing big spider spit acid that might webs. have like yeah. skinned this guy's leg yeah, like you know? peeled the skin off his leg so it's got it's not a hugely gory movie but it's got gore i mean it's definitely got blood and like chunks of people well. getting taken they do out it well it's it's because uh, it's not a gore fest but there's impact to when people get like maimed and stuff. Like when P- it's not just like some random pile of blood. Like the kid gets a tentacle on him instead of just like ripping away and it, you know there's blood there. It like peels off a whole layer of like his yes. chest and they're just like fuck like you know and it makes it so they're not trying to get hit by this thing and they, everything is like just brutal. They made sure that there was no easy death no. in this. Like the lady gets Everyone stung in the who, neck and yeah. chokes to death from this venom. And- Everyone who dies suffers. Right. And there's a reason for that that we'll talk about in structure. Right. That's to set up this dramatic ending. But every single person who dies suffers. Some right. of there's them no suffer clean. for only a short period of time. Some people's and then other are, people yeah. get webbed up like in aliens. You right. know, they they become vessels for these things to hatch, and then they suffer for a long time. And uh, and they really this movie really made sure that you saw when someone was getting like All the ripped in ways half, that you, yeah, that, you could die. that they were still awake when I mean, they were getting ripped in half. That adds to the a lot of the the conflict in this movie is based around the people dealing with this stuff and between the action scenes of the monsters. Like they can't leave, but for the most part, other than one scene, they they're pretty separated from the monsters in the store. Yeah. So it's most of them dealing with, like, we can't leave. What are we going to do? The conflict's there. You know what I mean? So. And I'm going to... So what did you end up saying for visuals? I said three and a half. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to use that to go into structure. Because yeah. the way that I felt about the structure I, is... I was waffling on this one a little bit. I was very frustrated. I know. Because these characters were horrific. Yeah. They were these annoying... I was, I've been waffling between two and a half and three. I went two and a half. I, I went two and a half originally. Yeah. I, I went two and a half because I hated so many of these characters. I would say it was, and the, some of those scenes would have been okay if they weren't so long. Yes. But the, some of them they could have just they completely just, taken out. And not like, even that, but like they just made, and I think it, the, the way that she makes half the people or more in the store kind of act the same way that she does it was unrealistic i think people would act crazy and do crazy things but like with the the neighbor i don't think it would be the way that they show yeah you know i i think this movie because they all knew her too like this movie makes a point of almost not necessarily being realistic down to a person level right. it's trying to make a bigger point of About how humans and reacting humans crisis act. and right. it was there was an annoying scene where they actually overtly said that where right. one guy was like well, this is just how people are because that's why we created politics and religion. And I was she's, just like, and oh, she's, and the other lady's like, oh, I think everyone's fundamentally good or something. Yeah, and that's why I was saying like there were that was all on the, the nose. The fact that these actors were able to make these characters work right. with. And they didn't make those lines work necessarily, right. but the fact that you could still relate to some of these characters when they're saying things like that, where the woman's like, no, people are fundamentally good and they would never do this. What the fuck are you doing? Shut up, lady. Right. Even if people believe that, they don't come out and say Not it Not a situation like that. like that where people are already starting to do yeah. crazy things. You can feel the tension and people getting worried about. Right. But the, the quickness at which people not just... Did, because people absolutely will resort to desperate acts to protect themselves. Yeah. 
and things like that to get resources for the people to save their own lives, things like that. But I really don't. It was unrealistic for this number of people to become like bloodthirsty cultists ready yeah. to sac- literally sacrifice. Overnight. 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 Well, within the period of a day or two. Yeah. Literally sacrifice. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Because this wasn't just a stressful situation. This was an impossible stressful situation. Like this was a supernatural occurrence of some kind. And that's obviously what he's playing off of. But still, I don't think people's minds go there. They go to, I mean, some would, a couple, but this was also a woman that they More knew. More people would have tried to leave. More people would have just because left. Because I would they have, would have left. just re- I, yeah, yeah, I would have been like, I'm fucking out of here. I would have yeah. left. As soon as that bitch started, I'd have left. I would have taken her I out, I would have never. I would, yeah. have, I would have just literally taken her out. Yeah, so this was a very frustrating, and this is, we're going to probably mix in entertainment and structure, but yeah. this was a really frustrating movie to watch because. Only those certain, only yeah. in that, that like latter kind of three quarters. They did a pretty good job of of weaving it into the narrative. They built and it up well. It didn't work. just yeah. happen, but you could still tell like, this is getting more annoying, more annoying. Like at some point, the guy even says like, if you talk anymore, I'm going to tie you up and tape your mouth shut. And then yeah. she gets 10 times worse and they don't yeah. do anything to right. stop. Like real, not to the point of being annoying, but like this is becoming a problem. Yes. Like she might try to kill us in our sleep or something. She clearly becomes dangerous very and fast. And they knew she was already, she wasn't just like a church lady. She was a town like loony. Yes. Like they knew she was they unhinged. They overtly said that. Right. They knew she was unhinged. Like, yeah. She should have been tied up somewhere from the, fir- if, if not taken out from the first like. Right moments right so that was very frustrating to watch so there were uh, there were ways that they set things up really well like the um the deaths and the the horrificness of getting killed by these things and sort of the uh the character arc of oh blonde lady i don't know her i don't know her name but she's in the walking dead she's She's not like a love interest or anything, but so you've got Thomas. Because well, the Jane. guy is probably pretending that his wife is still alive for the whole movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because she was left at the house. So Thomas Jane is your main character, and then your main villain is Marcia Gay Harden as Mrs. Carmody. Uh, this woman named Lori Holden, who is a Walking Dead actress, plays a character whose name is Amanda. I never even knew the character's name, but she's another main character in the store who is on Thomas Jane's side. She helps him. Take care right. of his son. It's pretty much Thomas Jane and like her and two or three other guys who are sort of like the core kind of competent trying to figure this out. Right. He becomes like almost like so not a leader per se, but someone that they go to to be like, what should we do kind of stuff. Yeah, because he's the he's the first one who realizes how dangerous the things are outside. Right. He's the one who kind of, you know, he'll In get weapons together. In that first stressful situation, yeah. a couple of the other guys freeze. And he's the only one who acts. So they sort of like defer to him after that. Right, right. And Amanda sort of by virtue of being the only woman in the story becomes just kind of an important character as she's wrapped up in it, even though she doesn't do a lot of helping or anything like that. Right. Other than saying like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. She's the one who we were saying had the annoying line about, Oh, people are good. So to watch her character arc realize that no, these people, but that was too handy. They could have had her like, had you get that that's the way she feels about people without they should have just coming out and saying you know that. what there were there were a couple scenes they should have cut that scene completely right. i think they should have drastically shortened once the lady totally flips out into cult leader mode they should have made that much much shorter yeah to have one brief scene with the we army didn't guy need to, we didn't right. need to hear her spouting off her ridiculous nonsense i think it would have been like, much, worked much better because this is more realistic than how humans work anyway is if her cult was like five people mm-hmm. and everyone else was just like sitting in the corner like i don't want to deal with this yeah. i'm afraid they're fighting i'm leaving yeah. You know, instead of having 75% of the people there kind of join her, that just doesn't make any sense. Right. So eventually it builds up to where, you know, we've we've uh, we've talked about they do sacrifice one of the army guys um, because she because Mrs. Carmody gets it in her head that they need to do sacrifices. And then the and they've sort of found out that the, the that the army or the, the government, at least at the local kind of secretive military base is somewhat responsible for this. Even though this guy's like a private, that's the first thing I said. Like, you did this. Like, she's yelling at this guy because his two compatriots had like killed themselves because they kind of knew maybe something was going on. Yeah, know. which I thought that was also kind of hamfisted. I could have done without the whole army. Right. Guys but I was knowing like, this anything. guy's a private. Or... Yeah. This guy sits in front of a desk and checks an ID or something. He doesn't know what the fuck. He doesn't even know what fucking time he's gonna get off today. Right, yeah. He thought he was going on leave for two. He's weeks, out there like yeah. brushing the dirt. <laughs> Mowing the dirt like they make them do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Digging a hole and filling it back up again. He doesn't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah. So so they end up killing him, and then they do have, like, a quiet night. The, the, the monsters don't attack. So then the next day, she's like, 
we we need more sacrifices and right. she wants to kill Thomas Jane's son and the blonde woman who's right. been helping him. So that's when, you know, finally, finally they kill her. Right. The the But only when they're literally like surrounding them with knives trying to take his son to sacrifice yeah. him. Yeah. The guy finally shoots her. Right. And I was just like, Thank you, God. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was that was very satisfying, but it was an extremely frustrating, tense build up to it that I could have right. done with a little bit less. And then, um, and so when they finally get out of the store and a couple people die on the way to the car because the things are in the mist, they do get to the car and they were just like, all right, all we can really do is just drive till we're out of gas. And then when they run out of gas, this is the big spoiler alert. This is the end of the movie. When they run out of gas, gas they've been, they've been, they've been been driving through the mist. You know, the mist has not abated. abated, Yeah. Yeah. They're finally out of gas, and everyone agrees to to kill themselves. He's the last bullet. They yeah. have five people and four bullets. Yeah. So he says he'll be the last. By he one. meaning Thomas Jane. Right. So Thomas Jane's like, okay, I'll kill everyone, including his son. Right. So he kills everyone in the car. Has no way to kill himself. Gets out of the car. He's raging against the machine, so to speak. Right. Screaming right. and everything. Yeah. Thinks that you know they had seen a monster pretty recently, so he's thinking he's going to see a monster. A monster will come by and kill him. And out of the the mist clears, and the army comes through with a bunch of people save saved everyone. and everything. So yeah. that is the extremely bleak ending right. to this movie, and that is what I spoiled for Eric right. many years ago, and what now we have spoiled for anyone who has not yep. seen this movie. But I think we gave you ample warning, yeah. and this is what I'd like to hear. So, how was watching this movie knowing that that was going to be the end? It sucked, obviously, to not know because that's a pretty dramatic ending. Yeah, you think they're getting away and everything, and yeah. But um, I still really liked it. I've said three and a half for entertainment. I think it would have been a four or if you maybe higher yeah. if I hadn't known because I would have been like, it could blow. That's like a mind blowing ending. Like, oh shit. Yeah. But I re- I think the reason I still really liked it is because like I'm into these like shit hit the fan type scenarios and yeah. and like thinking about what you would do in that scenario and it it really hit that well with like the whole being oh, did trapped it? in the oh, see, in the I, grocery store like how you're going to manage these resources how you would deal with the crazy people what you would do so I really really did like the movie other than those couple frustrating points that they should have just shortened just shortened and made it a little different you but know, i really did like the movie a it's lot. funny because I, obviously i know that you have a thing for the survival shit right. the fan movies it never even occurred to me going into this that this was going to satisfy yeah. that for you i could tell while we were watching the movie that you were getting that because right. like because i'd even, be making comments about oh, i would do this with this right, or i would right. do this or... yeah so even you know when when shit's fallen from the ceiling eric's talking about where he would actually like right. take cover you know how i would try to of, leave the store how yeah. i would deal with the people what i would do with the resources the one thing i'd say that I don't think it's not necessarily unrealistic because people aren't smart but it was a little bit surprising to me that none of the characters were at all concerned that there was something wrong with the mist itself mm-hmm. like that it was poisonous gas no one was really concerned about that like this guy comes running and screaming maybe he's hallucinating because he's a fucking oh, mist a good point. I never you know actually what I mean like, about that, yeah. and there's this fog out there and you're not like what the fuck is it it's obviously <laughs> not normal mist yeah. I would be thinking it's some kind of gas and the guy might be losing his mind Yeah, he's bleeding out of his nose and stuff when they find That's him true. running like, across yeah. the parking lot and I'd be like don't breathe this and they don't make any attempt to like stop air from getting in or covering their mouths when they go outside I mean once you've seen the tentacles pretty quickly after that yeah. it, that doesn't matter but I mean that doesn't mean that the mist still would be harmful yeah because at first i thought that maybe the creatures could only exist in the mist mm-hmm. you know but that they prove that's not necessarily the case right they're flying to the they store do fly into the store and they're fine it just yeah the mist is just kind of the the right the but thing that makes it more dangerous that you can't see concerned them and... that the mist itself might hurt them yeah interesting you know maybe that's realistic because i never even thought yeah. about that at the end of the movie the army guys are walking around with gas masks and i even said why are they wearing right. gas well, and masks? like i said yeah. like the plot being that they it's like a um stranger things thing where they somehow accidentally opened another dimension and so even if it's not toxic acutely like you're going to cough or die or poison it could have pathogens or microscopic organisms in it that you're not necessarily going to be breathing until you figure it out yeah yeah so, so. i'm sorry i ruined it for you yeah i think uh, i would have been like how much, i was gonna say how surprised would you i have think been? I, we're not even necessarily surprised because the scene doesn't happen quickly mm-hmm. like it's like three minute scene of them being like well that was we tried mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you're just like holy shit and then after that you would have been like oh man the cops so i don't think it's so much a surprise thing like sixth sense style like oh mm-hmm. my god the whole because it's not something that makes you go back 
and reevaluate everything you've seen in the movie up to oh, that point, no, like no. The Sixth Sense does. So yeah. it's not a surprise ending. Yeah. It's just a dramatic ending that makes you be like, oh, fuck. That's yeah. like, because you think about what he would be feeling yeah. like at it that is moment. Bleak. Yeah, it is it's, extremely but it's, bleak. But it's weird because it's not bleak in the sense that he saved it's over but now he has to like live with this it's he, actually worse than he right saved. because if he had waited yeah. literally like five more minutes yeah and just been like let's just sit here for a few hours and you know maybe see what happens maybe it'll get us maybe it yeah won't. maybe yeah. it'll clear who knows no but, it's literally they come by five minutes later yeah and less than five minutes like a minute yeah. after he and i was even car. thinking like how's this gonna look to the army guys he's probably gonna get to jail now right, like, like they show up and there's a bunch of, i mean they would he would be able to explain what happened and yeah. i think everyone would, would he even want to explain what happened no. i mean just the whole thing like right. if there had been five bullets at least he could have killed himself and, and not fought, have to yeah, deal with it yeah, yeah. and even well, i think you were looking i think you were looking away at this point but when looking away. you were, I think you were looking away from the screen, so I don't even know if you caught this. Oh, but um, why was I looking away? Well, I'm about to tell you. No, so, why was I looking away? You were on your phone and stuff. Oh, um, you were on your phone at the end of the movie, and that's why I because I knew what like, happened. I think that's kind of why I was like, "Are you gonna watch? Are you gonna yeah. watch?" But um, so when the car runs out of gas, initially the son is sleeping on the yeah, blonde lady's um, on the blonde lady's lap. Yeah, and so when they make the decision, they do it pretty quietly, pretty silently. And um and you even said, Yeah, I'd have to do the kid first because then he'll be sleeping. And then you looked away, the kid woke up. Oh, did he? Yeah. So the kid woke up, so he doesn't even get that they don't make a big deal out of it, but you do see the kid wakes up, looks at his dad, gets all wide eyed. Yeah. And then that's when they cut to out the of the car. Well, and regardless, you start I didn't, I didn't the necessarily yeah. mean that you would have to do him before he waked up. I just meant that like you couldn't have him sit there while you blast yeah. three other people in the head. Obviously. And then go with him. But, but I, I mean, would just s- just even for the sake of of the Thomas Shane character's sanity, he didn't even get to do it when his son was asleep. Right. His son, his son saw has to wake what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So everything about it is just horrible and bleak and terrible. And you right. and uh and, yeah. and also, but in that situation, I'm like, he had a, what appeared to be a 357 or at least a 38 special. You could put two people's heads together, and it would most likely kill them with one shot. Mm-hmm. Or you could choke someone to death pretty easily, yeah. like the woman or the kid. And uh, I'd say the old man, like well, anyone, whoever yeah. wants to go that way instead. I mean, like mm-hmm. if you know a rear naked, we probably didn't know a rear naked choke. Yeah. But and then that way he can shoot himself at the end. Yeah. But yeah so anyway yeah, it's, it's so it's an incredibly bleak ending yeah. uh it, it's still very dramatic it's still a very good movie oh though. i thought it was a great yeah. movie so I really, it's one of my it's gonna be one of my highest scores that we've done so far it is so i did not give it as high of an entertainment value as you did because i was so frustrated yeah. i mean there there's a lot of roller coasters in this movie i love the action scenes they were done really well i do the characters that i like i do like a lot i like thomas jane i right. liked I liked watching the actors be able to make something out of these roles. I loved the cashier guy who was like a sharpshooter too. You know, all these ridiculous things that I actually made work. But I was so frustrated. I had to get up and walk away during one of the Mrs. Carmody scenes. Yeah, they were too long, too many of them. Yeah. And like, yeah, so they just... It was so frustrating. And I did know ultimately what happened. So to sit through and listen to this crazy lady be crazy and then the people follow her was so fucking frustrating. So I did actually have to walk away and like get myself a drink while this was going on. (laughs) So I couldn't give it as high as you did. And I think I would have a hard time watching this movie again. So I said two and a half. So so let me run through my... Yeah. No, I mean, I realize my score is still pretty high. Yeah, because all the other ones are really high. So I realize that this is like a really well done movie, but it just had these elements that were too frustrating frustrating, for me. So running through my scores, I said four, three and a half, two and a half, two and a half for a total of 12 and a half. Okay. Yeah. I said three and a half, three and a half, two and a half, three and a half for a total of seven, ten and a half, eleven, thirteen. 13. Yeah. So that's only probably. So that's a total Starship of twenty five. Honestly, Starship Troopers was before we were doing entertainment. entertainment value. So actually, Starship Trooper is not. Yeah, but what did it get for the, highest... for the three? Because um, I got seven, nine and a half for. So for Starship Troopers, you said eleven. Okay. So it definitely would have been higher with right, an entertainment it's already value. Already higher, just with. And the I three. said twelve and a half for Starship Troopers, even without entertainment value. Nice. So honestly, the only other one you've given higher looks like Punisher Warzone, fourteen wow. and a half. So otherwise, you gave I Robin put like Hood a five points, for yeah. entertainment. Or yeah. something, didn't I? Or um, four and a half. You did. You put five. five yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I and I remembered I had to talk you. I had to make you feel better about putting a four for visuals for that one. You you yeah. thought it was too high. 
Because um, I knew I enjoyed it, but I was like, is yeah. that being entertainment or is that really the visuals are that good? So you gave Robin Hood, really Prince of Thieves visuals. high. You gave it 12. Yeah, you gave Willow 12. Um, yeah, that was, that was... So this is the second highest one. Yeah. I would say third highest if you count what you probably would have given Starship Troopers. Right. So, oh, I feel good. I've, I'm, I'm glad that you got enjoyment out of it yeah. because uh, when you when I saw that you... That, the fog was more painful for you than it was for me. I started to feel bad because this was meant. It was only. It was mostly because like I, it was even worse than I remembered. I was kind of like, "What? Really? That was the?" Because I'd seen it before and I didn't remember being really disappointed. Just being like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, there's you know just I mean? nothing to it. There's yeah. really nothing to it. Um, yeah. Yes, because this this whole thing of doing two movies that got good good reviews and we'd seen before at least i'd seen before was meant to be a break right from just the dreck that right. we've oh, been noah's dick swinging around yeah yeah you know i i've that one really kind of that one hurt like that one was yeah that one was kind of brutal that one messed me up both it, those movies yeah. took a little I, I i couldn't bear the thought of watching two yeah. shitty like, movies. it's not like we're getting paid for this so yeah. let's watch something that we're gonna enjoy right right so this was meant to be a little bit of a break i'm glad that you got to fill your, your yeah i really wish i could have watched it not knowing the end that i'm been sorry yep, i totally i didn't right up until the moment we started the movie i thought that you'd seen it before no. i just totally I never forgot. felt like i needed to because i was like well that's ruined yeah <laughs> it's i'm root. sorry I'm sorry. It's still worth watching. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. I mean, obviously. I it's still, still said, a good movie. I just think I would have maybe even put a four as entertainment. If yeah. I mean, that's just the ending. It's not that the ending, not seeing it, um, is really that dramatic or knowing or whatever. It's it's how it affects, you know, the whole movie up to that point. Right. You know the kid dies. You know pretty much everybody dies except for him. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of the scenes less meaningful. Right, right. So anyway, I think that is gonna do it for us. Oh, do we want to try to come up with a question? Ooh, yeah. Uh, I don't shit. Think have I didn't. I t- I keep forgetting about this stupid. I know. Qu- well, I nobody's answering the questions yeah, anyway, exactly. so it's tough to kind of. But let's let's think on this for okay. a couple seconds. Um, I don't. I don't think we're gonna have a question. Yeah, this we're gonna time. have to prepare next time. Right. I'll have Your to. Your question remember. is, what should our question be for this <laughs> for this episode? What would you like to answer? <laughs> right. <laughs> Based the on question what we you previously... wish we would have asked. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but make sure you tell us what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us. Answer. Tell us the question first, and then right. the. Actually, no. Do it Jeopardy style. Tell right. us the the answer. Yeah. And then the question. And, and then the question. So I think that is gonna do it for us. Uh, if you want to try to make me better at using Twitter. I am Faint Praise TJ, and Eric is Faint Praise EE. Uh, if you want to send us an email, we are faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, thank you for listening, and hopefully you will join us next time. Adios. Bye.